0: Welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is our 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with me is our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleis. Hi, everybody. You know what? For the month of May, Ohio Mysteries is being sponsored by Wow! That's the Wholesale Outlet Warehouse at 144 North Canton Road in Akron. They sell name brand clothing, toys, furniture, household items, and more, usually at least 50% off retail prices. Now, WOW is doing something pretty creative right now for folks who don't want to leave home. Every Thursday at 6 p.m., owner Brian Early is doing an interactive live streaming sales event Sort of like those cable shopping network programs, but for the internet. Now, right now, they are mostly focused on women's health and beauty, including hair care and appliances, razors, bath salts, cosmetics, ladies apparel, you name it. So, here's what you do. Thursday at 6 p.m., grab whatever device connects you to the internet. Go to Jatango.com. That's J-A-T-A-N-G-O.com. Click on the WOW window and start shopping now let's get to tonight's 10-minute mystery his name was Perman Eugene Gilbert his family called him Perman his co-workers called him Gene I don't think i would ever met a Perman had you Steve I've never met a Perman that was an unusual name but you know what by any name he was well known and well respected in Hammersville Ohio That's a village in Brown County, all the way down the southwest part of the state, not far from Cincinnati. Now, Perman had been born next door in Claremont County, but had been living in Hammersville for the previous 15 years. He was known for being a cut up, someone who liked to joke around, but also for being kind and a gentleman. The kind of person that would attract more than 500 people to his funeral. Perman was 46 years old on May 22, 1982. He was a husband and father of four daughters, a member of the local Church of Christ and very active in civic life around his rural community. He often wore his Masonic belt buckle. Now, Perman loved to fly. He co-owned a plane, which he kept in a hangar on two acres behind his house. He would take off using the rough landing strip he'd created right there on his farm. But he paid the bills as a General Electric appliance repairman. He'd been the go-to guy for washers and dryers going on 20 years. He was the company's troubleshooter during the week. But on Saturdays, he worked for himself, making independent service calls. It was one of those Saturdays when our story takes place. That spring morning, at about 8.30 a.m., Perman hopped in his van and left home to handle calls to several area towns, telling his wife, Joanne, he'd be back home about 3 p.m. that afternoon. He kept appointments in Mount Oreb, Georgetown, and Aberdeen, but he had a couple more stops he wanted to make before heading home. Just after noon, he crossed the Simon Kenton Bridge into Maysville, Kentucky, and stopped at Clyde's Supermarket. There, a cashier named Anne Breeze recalled his visit. She'd seen him there before. He was always very neat. She told Unsolved Mysteries, which did a story on this case in 1989. He greeted you, you know, very friendly every time you saw him, she said. I never saw the man down or act like he had a care in the world. Now, Perman bought a pack of cigarettes, then headed next door to a florist called Carol Jean's Flowers. Someone there said he asked for a specific employee, and when he was told that woman didn't begin her shift until 4 p.m., he said he'd come back later, that only she knew the flowers that he wanted. Now, back at home, afternoon came and went, but Perman didn't return his wife joanne was concerned but by the time she was truly frightened it was already dark she was caring for the youngest of their children and she just wasn't really in a position to take off looking for him besides where would she start at 3 a.m she picked up a phone and called a friend to see if they had seen herman they hadn't her next call was to the police Perman wasn't missing for long. Later that morning, a 15-year-old boy mowing a lawn on Swope Road near the town of Bethel in Claremont County found Perman's body in a ditch. Hmm. He'd been beaten badly. His nose was broken. His eyes were swollen. He'd been shot twice in the chest. And he was left naked by the side of the road no more than five, five miles from his home. In hindsight, his wife said Perman was hesitant about leaving that day. When he left that Saturday morning, he said he didn't want to go, Joanne told Unsolved Mysteries. And now it bothers me. That's what I remember him now about leaving that morning. And according to a Cincinnati Inquirer story, a friend named Charlotte Earhart told authorities that when Perman was at her home just two days earlier, he wasn't himself. She said, Something was bothering him. Something was on his mind. He was quite shook. It took another day to recover his vehicle, a cream and brown 1979 Ford Chateau Club van. It had been abandoned 22 miles from where his body was recovered on a remote part of Ebenezer Road in Adams County. Perman's watch was hanging on the gear shift lever as if he had taken it off and draped it there. His toolbox was there, along with all the normal parts and supplies that he carried in the van. But his clothes, his wallet, and that distinctive Masonic belt buckle have never been found. Sheriff investigators had one lucky break. They retrieved fingerprints and hairs that they haven't matched to anyone yet. But that makes them think they belong to the killer. At first, the motive in Perman's death was a complete mystery. He wasn't the kind of guy that collected enemies. He seemed to live such a normal, non-controversial life. But of course, life for most of us is usually more complicated than that. And three theories rose to the top. One theory was that drug distributors might have killed him trying to gain access to his private plane. Perman had told his wife that he had been asked to fly drugs on more than one occasion. The last offer came within the year before his death. They said all he had to do was take his airplane to a certain airport, go in and have a cup of coffee, come back out, he would find money laying on the airplane seat, and he would just fly back home. But Perman refused to have anything to do with it. Of course, you know, once drug dealers reveal themselves and you turn them down, they now have someone to worry about, right? Right. Reportedly, Perman had actually told them if they didn't stop bothering him, he was going to report them to the authorities. A second theory was that it was a mob hit. Now, you see, Perman had a brother, Vernon, who was about 12 years younger than him. Vernon had been in and out of trouble with the law. But Perm and Vern were devoted to each other. In February of 1982, this was just three months before Perman was killed, Vernon was called to testify before a grand jury in an organized crime case. He traveled to Cincinnati from California for the hearing. Now, the hearing was closed to the public, but Perman wanted to support his brother, so he went to the federal courthouse in Hamilton County to wait while his brother testified. Afterward, Perman said he thought some big guy had been following him around the courthouse that day and he couldn't shake him. Could it be Perman was killed as a warning to Vernon to keep his mouth shut? Or was Perman killed to lure his brother out to a public funeral, which didn't work because his brother didn't go to the funeral? And curiously, years after Perman had been killed, family said they still didn't know what Vernon was supposed to be testifying about. If anything came of that grand jury, I couldn't find it reported in the press. Now, there was a third theory that maybe Perman had been killed by a jealous husband. Authorities noted that Perman had the kind of job that often put him in homes alone with women. Could he have nurtured a relationship that Put him in the crosshairs of an angry spouse or boyfriend? From what I could tell, nobody actually ever came forward to say that. And Perman's wife, Joanne, didn't believe it. And I couldn't find any more details about the purpose of his trip to that flower shop. Only a mention in one article that police identified the woman he'd asked for at the forest and investigated her. Still, people talk. Why was he naked? Was he confronted while engaging in some hanky-panky? Why didn't he go home after morning appointments and instead drove some 50 miles to a market and florist? Since nobody could answer those questions, this theory has remained alive. Since Perman was from Brown County, the body was found in Claremont County. The car was found in Adams County. There have been several agencies on this case but it still remains unsolved. Now, like I said, the case was featured on Unsolved Mysteries back in 1989. It was also reopened by Claremont County investigators for another look in 2011. At that time, sheriff detectives said they were leaning in the direction of the murder having something to do with a vendetta. Perman's wife, sadly, Joanne, she died the next year in 2012, But authorities haven't given up. In 2015, the case was in the news again when the Claremont sheriff posted on the department's social media sites asking the public's help. Today, the best hope is that the killer will die and people who clearly are afraid to share information they have will finally come forward. All right, well, that's it for our 10 minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full size ohio mystery episode in the meantime enjoy the rest of your week and may all of your mysteries have happy endings